You're listening to the Real Estate of Things podcast. Matt Sudica, how are you, my friend? I am doing good. I'm live with my new setup and uh, ready to podcast. Looking fresh, sounding good. You also gave me a sneak peek of some new kicks you have on. Some Obi purple Nikes. Were they? I, what, what I, I do. Can I? I'll show the audience. I just got them. So I'm very proud of these custom Ooh, shoes. Buddy, so, buddy. I yeah, like and it. I think you and I agreed to a, a home and home. I call it or a jersey swap. We're going to swap out some shoes. So exciting, exciting conversations pre pre uh, podcast. Uh, I now get another pair of shoes. So this is this is already a good day. This is good. I, uh, yeah, you, you've inspired me. I need some Lima One kicks. Uh, also, find an excuse to get some real estate of things kicks. Uh, I had to get, I had to do some reorganization around my shoes because uh, a month or so ago, uh, I was in the bath, like at the at the sink in the bathroom. My wife walked into the closet, and I heard some like, grumbling. And she comes out. She's like, "If too many shoes, we have shoes up top. We have shoes in the shoe thing where they should be. We have shoes on the floor. So I can't walk in the closet. You have shoes everywhere." And I was like, "Yep, it's one of those times where I know I am absolutely in the wrong. I have shoes everywhere. I need to figure out a little reorganization. I, uh, I have a. I think it's a healthy shoe habit. Makes me happy. I like them. Uh, but uh, other people, I, other people scoff at it. I'm like, you're missing out. You're missing out. I." I'm with you. The thing I took from that is you're like, I realized this was the time I was wrong. I've been married not a long time. And I've realized that it's better to just always be the one who's wrong with my wife. It just keeps her happier, keeps our relationship going. So uh, anytime she says stuff, I just, I just, just like at work as a leader, I just take full responsibility for it and ask her what she wants me to do to better my behavior for, you know, my next review. You know, it's like, it's, it's just easier that way. <laughs> you're, you're a better person than me and this is very this is a <laughs> topic she, she says I, i'm coachable she says i'm coachable you know it's an important thing i'm, I'm coachable too but i uh, <laughs> i there's a part of me that loves the chaos loves poking the bear um and a self-destructive theme which we could we could go down <laughs> for some psychotherapy between you and me but so I get to keep the podcast and keep coming on here. We won't we won't go down that rabbit hole. But you, uh, yes, we have we have some shoes to swap, and that's what I am most excited about right now. But I have, we have to get I have to get focused, lasered in. So you are the resident insurance guru, the oracle of sales, marketing, insurance at OB. Uh, tell me tell me a little bit, just high level, you know, thirty seconds a minute. Like tell me about OB. Absolutely. So Obi, Obi was built on, um, there's two founders, brothers, Aaron and Ryan Lesizer, and myself as kind of the, the third brother. I like to, you know, I like to pretend that I'm their third brother, uh, keeps them, me on their good side. Right. Uh, Obi was built around our love for, for real estate and realizing that it was kind of underserved as it relates to insurance. Uh, people in the space need things faster. They need more accuracy. They need, of course, everybody wants better pricing. You know, I'll just, you know, that's everything that people want. And they wanted to have a product that was actually built for them and uh, where historically in insurance, um, most carriers take a homeowner's policy and they try to like turn it into a rental product. And it just doesn't fit all the things for, you know, the average investor who is renovating, who has vacant properties, who maybe has tenants, maybe doesn't have tenants, maybe Airbnbs, maybe 
fix and flip, you know, all these different things are happening. They have like this very vanilla policy that it, none of those things really fit into, but they're going to give it to you anyway. So um, I loved InsureTech, my background, I owned a state farm. I built an insurance company for Century 21, the real estate company. And I got to kind of combine my love for the tech and real estate and my background in insurance with OB. So we, uh, we have three facets to end. We have a, an instant product. So anywhere in the country, one to four units that you need uh, a landlord policy, which might be the term that a lot of people know. You can go on our site and you can get that within minutes uh, and you could do it without even, you know, speaking to an individual. We have a middle market that kind of handles that five to 75 units and we can even help you with your 75 units and up in the uh, more traditional uh, multifamily uh, capacity. I love the big tent, right? Like, uh, like I'll, at Lima one, it's a similar concept and it, it served us well and it's clearly served you and the team at Obi well. And that, you know, there's, there's something to be said for specialization, but if you can scale uh, across all those strats, you know, for us, we started as a rehab lender, then we launched rental, then we went into, which was just one to four unit, then we did multifamily, then we laid on new construction and you know, we're doing like long-term multifamily and uh, some multifamily new construction. And it's like that big tent is, uh, that's super helpful, especially in a market like today. Right? Like product changes, the demand changes, right? like rental, rehab, those um, balances are very different today than they were for us at the beginning of the year when we were originating. And uh, I imagine kind of a similar shift for you at the OB side on insurance, but and, and keeping on the market shift side, values have been skyrocketing. Now there's some cooling off happening, uh, whether it's just the appreciation rates dropping down or values even coming down in some markets, home sitting for longer, which you know, uh, applies more pressure there. Uh, how, how do you navigate that in the insurance world, right? Because how often are people actually getting revised policies, you know, the cost to build something, the replacement cost today for a property in, in general is very different from the replacement cost 18, 24 months ago. So how do you navigate dynamic market values uh, in, in your world? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a great question. Um, I feel like the last two years have been faster than the last 20, you know, from the, what I call the Rony Rona times to, you know, beyond everything has gone really quick. We've had such great times. We've even like, you look at the stock market, we've had the pumps, the rallies, the, everyone thought it's going rock bottom. Now it's, you know, we've had a lot happen in just a couple of years and that's no different for real estate or insurance related to uh, real estate. Uh, what I will say is our carriers, you know, our capacity, you know, is keeping up with that. Right. Mm -hmm. We're constant. They're constantly looking at replacement costs, which is the, you know, for the viewers who aren't familiar with that term, potentially that's your building coverage. That's the amount your place burns down. That's what you're going to get the check for to rebuild, right? That amount they're constantly equating for that. No different than um, maybe a program that your, you know, viewers might have heard of like an exactimate or things like that, where you're estimating the cost to build. Uh, where they equate for the cost of lumber, they equate for, you know, the cost of uh, contractors and just in general, they're constantly adjusting that. So I don't have my clients worry as much um, on that piece because 
we'll handle that, right? We have our, our carriers look everything over. We're adjusting for inflation. We're adjusting for, you know, those different costs. What I really will preach is have, have someone you trust, have a part of your team be an insurance broker, right? Or, you know, insurance partner, right? No different than a, having a broker that's on your team or a property manager that's on your team or a contractor who's part of your team. Because, you know, really what you need to focus on when you're purchasing assets, regardless of the size, regardless if it's in a boom market or a bus market, high, low, whatever, is your team. And your team will do their job to keep you in the right spot. So you can say, hey, Matt, I'm buying a new one. I know the market's tough right now. Uh, I really got to watch my NOI. I really got to watch my figures here. I estimated for this, where are you at? You know, uh, where's it going to come in? You know, what should I be looking at? Because you can't really predict even 30 days ahead, which we just talked about. But if you have someone who's in it all day, every day, I can have the conversation with you today on exactly where we're at. And I can guide you before or after you purchase that asset. So uh, what really I'll answer the question, you know, and, and final is have someone on your team, not just an insurance person, but across the board who is up and working and constantly changing themselves with the changes in the market or the environment or whatever, what's going on. Mm -hmm. And you will come out in a good spot, you know, rely on the professionals to help you. You know, one thing you have to realize, and I did as a, an entrepreneur and as an owner of a company, like if there's a hundred things that need to happen on a property or at your company, you're probably good at five or 10 of those, like, or the best at five or 10, there's people who are good at the other 90, find them and trust them. And I think that's who I see this not being a problem for those who, you know, buy a property now and expect the same, you know, rates on insurance, or they expect the same uh, price per square footage or cost of lumber. And that's what they're bidding on. Those are the ones that get in trouble and usually don't come back in a good spot for their investors or themselves. Um, Cause they're really relying on, you know, either predated information or, you know, um, things that they did two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Jack of all trades, master of none uh, type theory there. Right. Like you, uh, that, that's so critical. And as you know, I'm just thinking of so many parallels between what you're saying and uh, the growth of the company uh, on my end at Lima one, like as we kind of have grown out these different product strats, you bring in people from the outside who are, who are specialists in this, uh, know this. And then that knowledge gets spread around. And it's like, yeah, if you have this, I'm going to own everything. I'm going to control everything mindset. It's like, you're not going to be good at everything. You're not going to be great at everything. You're not going to be the master at everything. There are people out there who specialize yeah. in these things. Uh, and insurance is a great, it's one that uh, uh, can get pushed to the side sometimes. Uh, but like uh, insurance is, you know, you have, let's take a rehab deal, right? You have, you have the purchase price. So you have the asset there. What are you buying it for? You have the budget. What are you going to do to it? But if a hurricane comes through or if a fire happens or if somebody breaks into it mid project, like yeah, you don't, the, the whole theory about insurance, right? Or the saying of you know, don't care about it until you need it or don't think about it until you need it. Uh, yeah, it's critically important. And, and for that reason, it takes up a good chunk of our, uh, of our underwriting guidelines there, you know, a few pages of requirements. But, you know, you're keeping on the big tent piece, what are some of the key differences in, you know, a lot of investors we work with go, they'll start out with one to four unit properties, whether that's rehabbing or rental, uh, they'll start in the SFR space, right? And then some folks just expand in that world. Others will 
move into the multifamily space, that five plus unit property, you really get into the apartment complex um, project. And what are some of the key differences uh, in the insurance world that somebody should be aware of, an operator should be aware of when they're moving from that SFR world into the commercial multifamily world? Yeah, I think um, it's a big it's a big difference, right? Um, I think when you're in the less than five units, uh, and I'm speaking in general, you know. So if you have one listener who's probably yelling at me for saying this, but uh, that's not me, right? They'll say, you know. But when you're looking at something less than five units, the cost of insurance is for that individual asset might be you could say it's it's a lot. But it's a, it's a, there's not a lot of like uh, skin on the, on the bone, right? Not a lot of meat on the bone or whatever in that space. So what I always tell people to do is make up for, you know, time is money, right? Or other things is, you know, look at your insurance from how do I add some time back or some value back with my insurance? You know, if I have 10 or 15 of these properties, maybe getting them on a schedule, right? So I have one effective date. I have to think about insurance one time a year. Um, I have, you know, a set bill at monthly or annually. Um, so I can't reduce a ton of premium maybe, or if I do, maybe it's a hundred bucks, right? Like most of these premiums are a thousand dollars, $2,000. They're not mm -hmm. a lot there. Right. So what can I also do for my property that gives me time back that I'm not wasting on insurance, right? It's not just a money waste, right? In some people's mind, it's, it's a time thing too, so that I can put NOI into, or I, I can, I can increase my value of my property um so that's how i really handle that space is you know so we concentrate at ob on giving a like an instant product right where you if you're working on your deal you can do it at 10 o'clock at night by yourself right in that space or if you have what a lot of people call their tape right like their excel sheet of all their their product they can just send that to us and within 24 hours we'll have you a whole schedule quote that saves a lot of time you know now, hopefully we add some value and, and reduce costs a little bit, but overall we're really concentrating on there on helping you organize uh, speed of transactions and really uh, reducing the amount of time you have to spend on insurance. Um, when it gets into the bigger items, it's a whole different ballgame, right? Because it's, it's, it's bigger uh, ticket pricing on insurance. So we are going to talk a little bit more about what we want to do with deductibles or uh, we are going to be a little bit more pushback on the on the lender, you know, or the requirements, right? On, you know, is this needed? Is it not? Like, is this really the building value that needed? Are these? Do we really need this much in rental income? You know, so we're going to attack things a little bit more because the pricing really does affect things there, and it's a time process, anyways. You know, a large multifamily deal. I mean, I used to say it's like sixty days. You know, once you go under contract, now it's like six months. Okay. Uh, but you know, there's you're already taking the time, so you might as well concentrate on things like getting the price in the best position, uh, and getting your coverage in the best position, and really, you know, working on that. And so those are kind of just the two different philosophies. And then what a lot of people is helpful for a lot of people, I would say, is make business decisions as it comes to insurance. Insurance is annoying. And it's like you talk, you only need it when uh, something happens. You know, most people don't look at insurance over a five-year or seven-year, um, you know, out, you know, outlook like they do the the writ. Like they're going to buy this location and they're like, hey, I'm going to keep this for five years. They think about everything, but they only think about insurance, like crossing the finish line, like getting close. Like what is my going to rate be today? What deductible do I want today to either 
that sounds good today or will help me with my pricing. What they're not looking at is to say, hey, probably going to own this asset for five years. I'm probably going to have a loss at one point, right? Mm -hmm. So at where I got to basically hand over a check of 2,500, 5,000, 25,000, whatever that deductible is, right? Do Am I equating for that in my numbers, having to do that deductible? What amount can I do? And is that worth saving an extra $100 a year on my insurance each year? So I have it for five years, $100 a year savings, that's 500 bucks. But I did a 10K deductible instead of 5K deductible. That is, you just lost $4,500 for your investors, right? Or yourself, yeah. right? You want to make more business decisions and less like price tag, get me at the cross the clothesline decisions. That is such a good point. It is, uh, yeah, I feel like in the space, it is very much a check the box mentality instead of, like you said, taking a minute and it, it's not, it's not a bunch of, uh, difficult calculus to run. It's some pretty simple math and risk calculation and just seeing what your tolerance is and how that fits with your numbers. But yeah, that's a very good point is that insurance is generally a check the box thing and it's not thought about as part of the broader business plan. And yeah, especially as you get into larger policies for larger properties, like, it's different when you know you have a thousand dollar deductible for your primary residence versus a, a much larger deductible for a 250 unit multifamily. And like you said, you you know that over a certain time horizon, you are going to have a high likelihood of having uh, some occurrence that you have to tap that insurance policy. And uh, if you it's just if you haven't put any thought to it until that point, it's a big blind spot for you. It's really yeah. Really, yeah, absolutely. You know, you really want to think through it because, of course, you know, it's it's ding if I do, ding if I don't uh, in the space. Like everybody wants, you know, OB, Matt, Sudica to get them the lowest price they can on their insurance, right? Like that's all anybody wants to talk about mm -hmm. until the deductible comes, until the loss comes, uh, until, you know, wrecks come, until, you know, all these other things. And so we do try to, as much as people will talk to me, right? Sometimes they just, hey, Matt, just get it done, right? Like, and I respect that, but we do try to put things in place. So one thing we actually put in place is we do a two or three week uh, after a closed phone call where it's not too late to make adjustments mm -hmm. where, because people are so fixated on that finish line, especially in the larger multifamily, which is fine. I would be too, if I had all this money, you know, uh, earnest money down and I'm raising and whatever, like, heck yeah, I need to close. Right. I'd be the same way, but we tried to do this two, three week call afterwards. And that's what we also hit again. It's just like, are you aware of what your deductibles are or what that cost would be to you? Are you, here's some things that you can do to reduce those. Here's what your coverages are. Um, here's what you're paying again. Right. Like, you know, cause a lot of times it's just like, is the lender good with it? Is it going to cut my proceeds? Okay. Let's, let's, let's roll. And so, you know, we do do a lot of things here to really um, help. And I think it's because I mentioned at the very beginning, we were born in the idea of loving real estate and we dreamed the insurance process and our products around that. And so we understand how we would be if we were going through buying and actually our, our CEO and founder, that's what he used to do. He used to syndicate large multifamily in Miami area for years. So he really gets it. Um, and so we not only have products that kind of go that way, but we also uh, work on procedures to help the mindset of the investor and how they're going to react and try to hit them at the right times to help counter some of these things. So you're not alone in this, you know, insurance decision. 
yeah, that, that philosophy translates really well over to the real estate investor world, uh, instead of an insurance company that's just built to be an insurance company, right? Uh, you're, yep. you're, you're a real estate investor yourself, right? That's correct. Uh, if I can call myself that I am, I'm a newbie. Um, I've done a very few, uh, don't laugh. I am on my third single family that I've owned. Uh, I actually own them with my wife and a good friend and, and also an OB employee, Nick. Uh, we buy them in Florida right now. We've had some good success of uh, buying and renting them and then uh, selling them. We're in an area that's, uh, that's like 55 up community called the villages in Florida. Um, and they're building out there like crazy. And they, we found this kind of, I'll call it like loophole or this just business, uh, decision, whatever you want to call it. But we found that they build these little areas and they, it's the same style home, right? So they'll, if, if it's a, uh, uh, I don't know, a, uh, a peacock home, you know, that's a terrible name. I don't think they're called peacock, but the peacock model, right. Yep. And it's going for 300. When they build the next series, you know, two months later, they sell it for, they list it for 330. So if you bought this one, they almost basically give you that built that appreciation, like right away, they almost do. So we've kind of found some success in that, like, you know, a little bit of buying, renting it out for a year to 15 months, and then, you know, taking advantage of some of the, the appreciation up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I also have been an LP. Um, I would love to do more GP. Uh, I think raising money sounds kind of fun and stressful and all those things. But uh, overall, I just love real estate. I, I got into a lot of the real estate uh, for the depreciation. Um, that was, I forget how many wonders of the world we're up to. I don't know if it's seven or eight or nine at, the, at this point. You know, uh, I think you've got like the Kardashians in there as one of them. Uh, but, uh, you know, that depreciation, it was like, like that blew my mind. So that's why I'm in it for, on the on the big stuff mm-hmm. is I love the depreciation. Uh, my accountant uh, is thrilled because I'm not mad at her anymore about uh, my tax bill and things like that. Uh, so so yeah, I, I'm an investor. Um, I am. I think I would consider myself just super passionate about real estate and in, insurance and the combination. But um, but yeah. Um, I, I hope I'm a big investor one day. I hope and uh, hope next time I do a podcast with you, I can say like definitively, yeah, I'm a I'm a big investor. Yeah, you don't don't downplay yourself at all. I've uh, I've been in this for <laughs> seven years. I started in the space right after I graduated college, and uh, I've I've done a total of zero real estate deals myself outside of buying a primary residence. Um, so I'm. Okay. You have more experience as a real estate investor uh, than I do. I, I guess that makes me kind of the equivalent of an academic over here. It's like uh, you're due. You're just due, right? Yeah, you're, you're due for, for better, better <laughs> or worse. For better or worse. Uh, all right. What? Uh, I'm waiting. You're, you're going to get off this podcast and Google the villages and then call me. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Florida's it. friendliest hometown. I know. I know the village. There you go. There you go. Okay. You know it. Yeah. Right. I, I remember the. Uh, <laughs> I remember the commercials when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's near near. My parents are there. We 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 love it. Uh, there's a bunch of I won't mention on the podcast. I know there's all the stigmas and the the different things like that. But overall, it's a great, it's a great place, and we're having some fun with the real estate there. Beautiful, beautiful. I I have to ask you the most important question of the podcast because I, I have a terrible memory. Yep. I'm going to forget. And I have my pen here. 
what's your what's your shoe size? I am a ten and a half. Ten, ten and a half, yes. All right, Matt Sudica. I gotta get to Nike's website and whip up some Lima One kicks so we can do our swap. Uh, for folks who want to learn more about OB, take another look. If they're not happy with their current insurance provider, or if they got a new deal coming up and they want to uh, see what y'all's offering is, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, uh, two ways. Uh, OBRisk.com. You know, oh, uh, you can see the spelling here in my uh, my shirt here. Uh, then risk, you know, risk.com. Uh, you can go there and you, that's where you can go for your single families, your one to four units. And uh, if you're wanting to get involved with the, anything larger than that, uh, grab me on LinkedIn, grab me on, you know, Facebook, uh, or you can go to the same website and just backslash private dash client. And that'll get you into the larger uh, multifamily and larger assets. But um, if you can get a hold of me, you can get a hold of OB, I always say. And uh, there's not many Matt Sudikas out there, so I'm usually pretty easy to find. Yeah, you you lucked out on that in the being of the sales. <laughs> uh, and an easy but unique name. That's double you. I agree. Thank you, great, great, great grandfather, whoever <laughs> got that name. I haven't done my ancestry.com uh, yet, but the commercial is always kind of interesting to me. But so maybe one day I'll know who to thank for that. You uh, you should. I, I had to get over. I got it as a Christmas gift. My mother-in-law got all of this, uh, one of the kits, or it got each of us one of the kits. And um, I had hesitancy because I had watched, uh, it was either on a Bill Maher episode or a John Oliver episode. There was something about the, you know, the rights to your data, your, your DNA data. And at the end of the day, I was like, look at like, China, Facebook, everybody already knows everything about me and has all the data. So I'm just going to go into it. But all that said, I uh, did it and it's pretty cool. They have a really good app too, where you can kind of trace timeline of lineage. Uh, so it's, yeah, I would recommend it. Go, go see who you can thank for that last name. And uh, yeah, I, I owe you some kicks and uh, Matt, wonderful conversation. I, I can't thank you enough for carving out some yes. time to sit down and chat with me. Yes, thanks for thanks for having me, and uh, I really enjoyed being on. For sure, thank you again, and thanks everybody for listening. Take care. Are you a real estate investor looking for the right lender that can finance all your deals and help you scale? Lima One Capital has the best suite of loan products in the industry, bar none. Whether that's fix and flips, fix and holds, building new construction, or buying rental properties, they have incredible financing solutions for it all. A reliable, common-sense lender is one of the most important parts of your investment team, and that's exactly what you get with Lima One. Let Lima One Capital show you how they've helped thousands of real estate investors scale and increase their wealth. Check out LimaOne.com or call 800-259-0595 to speak with a consultant in preparation for your next project. Thank you for joining us today on the Real Estate of Things podcast. Subscribe and tune in weekly for new content from the industry's best while we continue to unpack the nuances of this dynamic market. Follow us across social media for additional insights and analysis on the topics covered in each episode. And remember to rate, review, and share the show.